mini skirt on, dip my body in glitter. Pop, pop, form sneakers, all the boys wanna picture. Two, two, four, cars, I make rich look richer. Save your breath, baby, I'm not going home with y'all. Hello, hello, hello. You are now tuned in to the A Little Bit A Lot podcast. I'm your host, Kristen. And this week, we have a really great episode for you. I have a very special guest, Lexi. Hello. Hi, Kristen. Thank you so much for having me. It's awesome to be back with you. Yes, yes. If you guys didn't know, Lexi is a great podcast mutual friend of mine. I have made a playlist on my channel on YouTube and I featured like collabs so that way you guys can see like any episodes that I'm featured in. So I added Lexi's episode to that. She is the host of the Piece of Me podcast. So I was featured on her episode and that was a great listen. So if you guys haven't listened, make sure you listen to that. But for today, she's coming on over to the Little Bit A Lot podcast and we're going to have some fun talking about self-care. So yes, how have you been? How's your week been? Everything is great. Uh, the weather's not so hot, you know, over here on the East Coast, but uh, we're getting through it. It's winter, and but the days are getting longer, so that's they good. They are. They really are. Like, right now, I'm, like, glad we chose the time that we recorded because it's, like, we are trying to take all the sunlight, the daylight that we can get. The struggle is real. I'm really feeling the winter blues I this know. winter. It's tough. This is like a tough time of year for so many people. It's just, I mean, me included. I mean, it's tough. It's just, we got to get through it. But I mean, I've noticed the sun is setting like a little after 5 p.m. now. So we're getting there. Mm -hmm. We are getting there. Right. Like mm -hmm. once we kind of go into February, then I'm just like, okay, I'm feeling a little bit better about it. But it's like one thing that's been driving me crazy about this winter, especially is like the salt. I always forget about how much I hate that. Like my front door, I find myself having to like vacuum pretty often <laughs> because mm -hmm. of how much salt there is in the parking lot. When you come in the front <laughs> door, and I'm like, I hate this. I hate the winter. <laughs> I think the worst part is when you get out of your car and like the back of your pants just skim the outside of the car and then you have that white line, you oh, know what I mean? And then you're like, oh, I gotta, gotta be God. careful, you know? No, I literally, because since I work from home, I haven't been dealing with it. But when I wash my boyfriend's scrub pants, mm. he's a CNA. I'm just like, I see that white line and it just like, it triggers me. It gives flashbacks and I'm like, oh, I hate that for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that is that's really relatable. But yeah, we're just trying to get through the winter, folks. But um, and like I said, if you guys haven't heard of Lexi, you're the host of the Peace of Me podcast, where you tend to focus on prioritizing peace, positivity, and balance to live your best life, which I love. It's all about, you know, wellness, making sure that you're prioritizing that self-care, your mental health. So I really love like the message of your podcast. And this week, like I said, we wanted to get into self-care. Um, and with self-care comes journaling. And you have quite a lot of experience when it comes to journaling because you actually just came out with your own journal. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about that. Well, and congratulations, by the way. Oh, well, thank you. And just, you know, thank you so much for having me on your show. I mean, the A Little Bit A Lot podcast is awesome. That's why your episode on my show was just, it was so fantastic. So for anybody listening, if you haven't heard Kristen's episode, you got to come on over, take a listen because it's worth it. Um, well, thank you. And, you know, and as you mentioned, self-care and obviously like, the winter blues, like I think this really all ties in because this is a tough time of year to get through. I mean, plus it's the beginning of the year you know, depending on when people listen to this episode, but if you've kind of set yourself up for, 
you know, wanting 2024 to be better than 2023. Um, you know, you have some stuff that you want to get through, work on. We all are a work in progress. Like this is, this is your time. This is your chance to kind of write like the next chapter in your book. I mean, I know that sounds corny, but you are the author of your own life. So when it comes to journaling, um, I have kind of noticed that people are either really into it or a little hesitant or just kind of like not buying into it. Like you're kind of one of the three. Right. So um, I can tell you from personal experience, I was never a journaler until a couple of years ago. I kind of thought it was weird, to be honest with you. I thought like, why would you just write your deep thoughts in a book? You know, like that's okay. <laughs> and that was but... always my fear before I got into journaling. Like I always had so much fear that like, what if something happens and then someone reads this one day? But it's mm. like, you can't control yeah. that. And I had to push through and like start journaling too. So yeah. And when you come to the other side, it's like, it's, it's so worth it. And that's actually one of the things I was going to say. I'm glad you brought that up, but you know, your journal is so private and it's, it's you, it's, it's, it's a part of you. So you should make sure that it's not left on a coffee table, especially if you have kids in the house or a partner or anybody, because if you are putting your thoughts and your deepest, darkest, everything in this book, I mean, you don't really need people getting in your business. So Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I just got into it a few years ago. My life was going through a ton of change. And, um, you know, I think therapy is wonderful, but a lot of people, if they do have a therapist, they only get to go once a week, maybe twice a week. So what do you do in the interim? You know, what are you doing to give yourself an outlet um, between maybe therapy sessions? But I was going through just a lot of personal changes. I had changed jobs, industries. I had a new relationship. I had a death of a close family member. The pandemic happened. Life yeah. got crazy real fast. And I kind of just realized that, you know, when I was talking to friends, I was just negative. I was just kind of all the bad stuff. Like my phone calls were just 80% negative and I just didn't want to show up like that anymore. So mm. really long story short was I saw another influencer talking about journaling. thought it was a little bit strange because again, as a kid, I wasn't a dear diary writer. You know, I wasn't that like young kid who was like, oh, dear diary, here's how my school day was and you know, whatever. So journaling just didn't come natural to me at all until I saw this other influencer talk about it all the time. And I thought, well, if she's always talking about it, there's got to be something to it. And she would talk about just kind of, you know, starting her day with a journal. You know, there's a candle lit in the background, nice cup of coffee. She'd wake up before the house, sit with a cozy blanket on the couch and just kind of start her day with thinking about whatever she needed to think about and getting it, you know, pen to paper. And I'm like, that sounds really good. You know, I think I could use that. So it just kind of started from there. And um, yeah, and I think it's one of those things that with journaling, you just don't ever push yourself. You know, it should be something you enjoy doing or that you want to do. But if you're not feeling it, just just don't do it. But for me, it has now become completely part of my self-care. And uh, if I don't do it for a while, I actually can tell. So. Right. And I think that's one thing that's like really important that I want to note here that you brought up, like, if you're not feeling it, <laughs> don't do it. Yes. Don't push yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, these are just suggestions. But mm -hmm. I truly believe in journaling. And I truly believe in self care. Like if you don't have time, and you don't make time to process your thoughts and emotions, like, when else are you gonna have time for it? And the point that you made about like therapy, like that is so true. Like, I only go once a week. And then there's times where you have to like prioritize 
your certain situations where I'm like, okay, I only have an hour with her. So then Mm -hmm. I have to make sure that I only talk about this, this, and this. And then I have to wait till next week to talk to her Mm -hmm. about this, this, and this. So in the meantime, being able to have that journal so that way you can process your thoughts, that can also be a good way where you can like go back to your therapist and be like, hey, I was journaling. I wrote this down because there's lots of times where my therapist will say the same thing. Like, okay, well, if you want to journal about it and then Mm -hmm. if you do feel like sharing, then you can share. So Mm -hmm. sometimes that's like a benefit in my sessions personally, where she'll want me to journal and then go back and like read it to her because, you know, during the time I didn't have time to talk to her about it. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing but um i think that it's it's super important and also i want to note that like journaling for self-care you can do it even if there's nothing wrong because i think sometimes people think that like oh you only have to have trauma you only have to have triggers something Mm -hmm. bad is going on but even if there's a something good going on and you just want to express gratitude you can do that too Mm -hmm. yes and a lot of people too you know they set New Year's resolutions and goals. And, you know, now that the new year is underway and you can start this at any time, um, you know, you might have a passion or a side hustle that you want to get into. And, you know, if you really, or a gratitude practice, like that's something where people want to live more in the moment and they want to just appreciate every day and find the positive in every day. So um, whatever, you know, journey someone's on, I mean, journaling can help in so many ways. And I'm a, you know, personal experience over here, but it's just, uh, and it's something so easy to do. You know, like one of the things that I like to tell people is, yes, I have, I'll, you know, I actually have a, yes, a journal that I've created, but, um, I mean, if you have kids and they have, uh, an extra notebook lying around the house that they didn't use for school, or there's, you know, a notebook sitting around the house. I mean, you can start there. It doesn't have to be, you go to the store and buy anything in particular. You just a pen, some quiet space and a book and you're good to go. Yes, I love that. Yeah, because that was one thing that my mom did. When, like, right after we had, she had the divorce, I remember seeing my mom getting into journaling, not to, like, put her out there. I'm sure she wouldn't mind um, because she's, like, an advocate for mental health. And she just used, like, a regular old notebook, one of my old yeah. books that I wasn't using with school anymore. So whether you get Lexi's journal or you just have something that's like laying around the house like whatever works for you guys works for you yeah so we talked about your journal and journaling for self-care um i wanted to kind of dive into like how could people start journaling and the different benefits of that and you've also like referenced like pattern popping which i want to get into and explain to the audience what that is and how that can all tie into each other Yeah. So one thing I like to uh, say, and this really applies to everybody, is we all have stuff that we've been through. You know, we've all lived a life to this point, some of it good, some of it bad. Um, And some of it we're still working through. You know, I kind of, again, we're all a work in progress, but I kind of think of it as we all have emotional baggage. And, you know, maybe you have a little bit, so, or you have a lot, right? A little bit, a lot. But, you know, (laughs) see what I did there. (laughs) But, that was good. But, that was good. <laughs> but in all honesty, if you have emotional baggage, if you have a small amount or you do have a lot, um, we have to work through it because if you don't, it will hold you back. It keeps you from moving forward. So um, if you're trying to get started, I mean, yes, you can come. My website is peaceofmepodcast.com and that's P-E-A-C-E for peace, uh, peaceofmepodcast.com. But you can get free journal prompts there. You can go to Google and you can just put in journal prompts and you can start there if you need something just to kind of spark your, your, you know, your brain, 
But a lot of times when you just sit down with a, a book and a pen, just if you're sitting in a quiet space, your mind just might go into any direction. And that's the thing too. Journaling doesn't have to be to your point about the bad stuff you're going through, you're trying to process. I mean, it could be about all the exciting things and what you're looking forward to that week or the great dinner you just had last night with a friend. I mean, it can be all this good. You're just capturing memories. Like that's what it is. It's just a therapeutic process. So um, it's so many benefits to it. It's not just the healing part. It's the exciting part. You know, the what's really inside of you that needs to come out and kind of um, explore more. But there's just so much. And that kind of ties in with the pattern popping too. Right, right. And with the pattern popping, we talked about this a little bit offline. It's kind of just like a way to get additional benefits from um, journaling, like you mentioned. So let's dive into that a little bit more. Um, this is a phrase I've kind of coined and I call it pattern popping. And we all have some type of pattern popping and you don't have to be a journaler. So if you are listening to this and you're not a journaler, it still will work. Um, if you are a journaler, it just makes it a little bit easier to kind of uncover your own pattern popping. But uh, pattern popping really just lets you kind of find the consistencies in what you tend to write about or you tend to talk about or what you fixate on. Um, and again, it could be interests, it could be uh, your traumas, it could be triggers, like I said, passions, but all these things that are inside of you that you're working through, um, they're all there. So when you write about it, you might find that if you look through a journal six months ago, 12 months ago, that um, you tend to write about, you know, starting your own podcast. You know, maybe you have an interest of creating your own platform, you know, whatever it might be. But you might find if you look back through your old entries that you've talked about podcasting and in, in many different ways, in different entries over time. So when you see that consistency, it's a pattern. And so when you kind of uncover by looking through the journal, let's say what those like, oh, I have a passion. Clearly, I have an interest in creating a platform like a podcast um, or something like that or a YouTube channel or whatever it might be that that's an interest. That's a pattern. So I call it pattern popping because it kind of pops out. It should be something that stands out to you to kind of tell you, hey, you need to pay attention to this. There's a reason this keeps popping up for you. So whether it's that or um, it could be, you know, it could be your things that you need to heal from. And one of the things we talked about offline was just uh, if you have, you know, a relationship you haven't quite gotten over, but maybe you feel like you have, you know, because some of us all think, no, I'm good. It's all good. I'm healed. I'm good. I've moved on. But you might find that you write about or talk about, and I'll get into that in a second, but you might find that every chance you get, you're referencing an ex of yours, whether you're saying right. it angrily or from a place of pain. But if you every now and then are talking about an ex of yours, well, somebody's going to probably tell you, hey, you're probably not over that person, even if you think you are. That could be a trauma that you need to heal from. So there's your pattern popping. And you know, if you're not a journaler, there are two other ways to do this. You can simply go through your text messages in your phone and go to the people who uh, are closest in your circle, because chances are you've probably confided in those people and told them, you know, your, your interests and the things you're going through. So if you look through those text threads, look back six months, seven months, eight months, keep going and look through your own, look for your own pattern popping because you might find, oh yeah, I did talk about that podcast in you know, March of 2023. Oh, I did right. mention wanting to do X, Y, or Z in, you know, whatever month. And you'll start to see a little theme for yourself. And then when it comes to, you know, if, if for some reason you don't have those text messages or that's not helping you, your other option is have a conversation with a friend. 
you know, get together mm -hmm. for a cup of coffee, a glass of wine, and just say to a friend who is going to be honest with you to say, listen, you know me better than anybody else. <laughs> what, you know, what do I talk about? Like when it comes to my past, when it comes to the things I show interest in. And then the hardest part here is the person that's asking that you have to be receptive to what you hear. Let yeah. your friend really tell you like, well, you know, that guy, you talk about him every chance you get. Because that's so something that a lot, a lot of people are kind of ready for when it comes to yeah. being receptive to that. That's one. Yeah, that's a really good point to make there. Because sometimes it's like you say you're ready for the truth, but are you? Mm. <laughs> yes, it's not easy. It's not easy. Right. I really, really love the concept of pattern popping because I didn't realize that that was something that I was kind of already doing and being able to just like take that time of reflection. Mm -hmm. Like it, it really truly is just such an added benefit to the journaling where it's like, not only are you just in the moment getting out what you need to get out, mm -hmm. but then taking time, like you said, six months from now or something to look back and say like, yeah. Oh, I was going through this. I noticed that I've been dealing with this a lot. I talked about this a lot, but then it's also like a good way to be able to just in general, see your progress because I've done that before where like mm -hmm. I will look back at a previous journal entry and be like whoa I thought the end <laughs> was a near like I literally thought I was going to die and it just felt so dramatic and so angsty mm -hmm. but like look at me now yes. like I just love being like a reflective type of girly where I can just like really look back at like how far I've come and what I can continue to do to like keep growing so I totally agree with that. And it's so fun. I think it is to your point, fun to look back. And I think we live in a world where we're always just pushing forward. Yes. I was going so, to say that right? it's always just so next to the next thing yes. on to the next, but it's like, take some time to yes. look back. Yep. We forget, you know, you forget what you did a couple months ago. I mean, like the holidays are already over and it's like, all right, we're on to the next thing, you know, and the holidays only happened, you know, not too long ago. It's just, we're right. in such a, a you know, motion, a routine of just moving on to the next thing. So yeah, take a moment to look back. And, and I think it can help too, if you're an anxious person or an overthinker, cause I definitely am. Um, Same. Right. Like it's just, <laughs> and I love to get deep and all that, but it's good too, that if you do reflect on those previous entries, the text messages, the conversations with friends that all to your point, all those things you got, you know, you thought was the end. You thought this was the hardest thing you've ever been through. And you look back and you're like, man, I got through it. I did it. Like, look at me now. I'm doing great. And then it helps you for when the next hard thing comes along and it reminds you of, oh yeah, but you already went through that other thing and you're doing great now. So this next thing that's coming, you got it. You're going to be all right. Exactly. I also wanted to kind of ask you more about like your journal specifically, just so that way people can, you know, know that it is an option with your journal. Uh, like how do you have it set up? Like, you know, what are the benefits that come with that? Like, do you, is your journal kind of the one that has like pr prompts that can push people or is it just kind of like there so that way people can just go on and like talk about what they want to talk about? Like, what is the such vibe? A, yeah, it's such a good question. So as uh, as somebody, if I showed you the stack, I literally have a stack, I'm in my office right now. I have a stack, you know, uh, probably twice the size of this, of full journals, just all filled out, you know, from the years. One thing I've learned from all the journaling I've done is I hated that my pages were never dated. And I know that sounds simple, but as we we're just talking about reflecting on your progress or what you've done, 
Now you might have to manually write in the date, but I feel like there should just be a spot for the date all the time because you <laughs> want to be able to look back and wonder what you did. Um, another thing is, is I don't care, at least personally, I've done the guided books, the guided journals. I think those are a great place to start. But the only problem is there's no other space to kind of freelance your thoughts. Like right. you're kind of stuck to how did you sleep? How many glasses of water? Let's find three things you're, you're grateful for today. And that's great. That's a great thing to do. But if you want to just like let your brain go where it's going to go, where's the space for that? So I wanted to create a journal that was kind of a hybrid version of both. So it gave you some journal prompts if you needed to get started. It has wellness exercises, um, but then it also has a bunch of, you know, just space to write. So the, um, like I said, I kind of already showed it already once, but it is on Amazon. It's also on my website. So it's the piece of me journal. And obviously the whole idea is to make it a piece of you um, because it's going to be with you for probably six months to a year, year and a half. It's going to be part of your life and your routine and your self-care. So it's got a, it's got wellness exercises to kind of walk you through what's important to you and to help you focus on your own needs and your priorities and make yourself a priority really. And um, it's got a, a mini mindset workshop to help you work through some things from the past. There are journal prompts um, and it's just, it's got some stuff in the beginning there, but then it's got over a hundred pages that are all lined and spaces to put in the date so that you can just let your brain go where it's got to go. I love that. I really like the way that you did it with having a hybrid type of moment because you're right. Sometimes if it's only just like, all right, here's this, this, and this, you do tend to feel a little bit restricted. So I really love that you kept in mind that like some people kind of just want to be able to flow, but then also have a little bit of a moment where they can have like the exercises. So that sounds really exciting. I really want to check it out. Thank you. Yeah. I think one other thing that's like, I think so important for a journal is that the whole idea is that you take the journal with you wherever you go. So if you want to go mm -hmm. to the coffee shop and just, you know, grab yourself a latte, sit down, put in some headphones, bring your journal with you. Um, if you want to sit on the couch in the morning with a candle and a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're doing, if you're traveling on a plane, um, your journal should go with you wherever you want it to go. And one of the, <laughs> this sounds like such a small detail, but a hardcover design, because that way yes. if you don't have a hard service to write on. Well, it's got a hardcover. So it's simple stuff, but it was all those little things that I thought were important. Right. Oh, my gosh. That is I really love that idea because you never think about that. Like having that soft cover moment, mm. you're like, eh, it's a Don't. little bit flimsy and it's not like useful for when you need to take it with you on the go. I also never really thought about the idea of journaling on the go. I've only ever journaled mm. in my home. But kind of having like a coffee shop type of fantasy moment really would make me feel like, wow, look at me. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm looking out the life, window. So, however that looks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Mine goes with me. Like if I travel for work, my journal goes in my luggage. Everywhere. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So all yeah. for all my Delulu girls out there, if you want to live that fantasy and have a moment where you want to romanticize your life, I feel like that is a perfect opportunity. Like you said, to go to the coffee shop, get that seat by the window, mm -hmm. look out, take yeah. a sip and journal mm -hmm. and then be like, I'm doing self care. Yeah. Oh, I love You're that so right. much. And I feel like it can really like set the tone, especially like even if you're just home, like you said, lighting that candle, getting cozy and just like being in there with your thoughts. And I feel like also, what can you say to people who might be a little bit timid? Because sometimes scary, like it seems a little bit scary to really be like, okay, it's me versus me. 
-hmm. what advice do you have to people who are a little bit worried about it who think that like channeling their thoughts is a little bit scary sure yeah and that's a great concern too is you know just just let your brain go where it's going to go and just remember that whatever you put down on paper it's for your eyes only this is your private journal don't share it with anyone else you know you can tuck it away where no one's going to have access to it but it's also one of those things where if you put it, you don't have to reread the entry you know you can just write it and forget it but you know don't sometimes what comes out is what needs to come out so if it's coming out on the page there's a reason for that um, and sometimes too, like I, I like to just share this with people because you might think that your journals have to have, like they have to have no run on sentences and your handwriting has to be nice. And, right. you know, no, it's yours. Like I have all kinds of random thoughts that don't go together. I have lists, I have ideas and, and it's all, if, if somebody were to read it, I'd be mortified. But if somebody were to read it, it doesn't flow at all, you know, and sometimes I read it back. Sometimes I don't. It's just getting it out. So I think just allowing yourself that space to go wherever you need to go. And if you want to write it, you know, read it back. Cool. If not, don't put that pressure on yourself. Just let it come out. Yeah. I think that's like the biggest lesson here is like, do not put the pressure on yourself when it comes to that. And I think that sometimes if it gets a little bit worrisome where you're getting to the point where you're kind of uncovering those traumas, do you have any yeah. advice for like when it gets a little bit deeper? Sure. I mean, obviously we were, I shouldn't say obviously, but we were talking about, you know, therapists and I'm not a therapist. Um, I'm just speaking from my own experience, but if it's something that's really making you feel some type of way, you know, this could be a, an opportunity that you do seek out additional type of help. Right. Um, it could be something where all of a sudden, like, wow, this is really hard for me to work through. Okay. I might need additional support here. Um, but you know, maybe when you start to really feel like that's when you're making progress, you know, instead of always putting that stuff under the rug or forgetting about a hard time or trying to close the door on a, you know, a dark chapter. But when you're uncovering that, it's not fun to reprocess. It's not fun to relive those hard times because it's going to no. bring you right back. You know, it's not fun. It's going to be uncomfortable. But just know that when you're uncomfortable, that's when you're growing. Yeah. And it's like you can do it. You know, you don't have to be afraid of your emotions. You don't have to be afraid of those feelings. Because I think notoriously before I started journaling, I felt the same way where it's like that. I know this makes me feel icky. Mm. This does make me feel uncomfortable. I do not want to feel that again. But it's only so much you can continue to keep running from it. And in the end, it's like, it's just only going to help you if you get it out. So it's like, don't be afraid to lean in, guys. Like, it, yeah. it really will benefit you in so many ways. Mm -hmm. But I think to your point, like, if it gets to that point, considering getting outside help, seeking therapy again it doesn't always have to be a bad thing it doesn't have to always be intense you can set your schedule with your therapist I know a lot of times you know the girlies think that like therapy has to be this huge commitment but if you don't want to go every week don't go every week if you only want to do every other or even monthly I know some people who only do quarterly oh I like yeah that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a thing. I saw one of the influencers I like, she does like a quarterly thing, which makes sense. She doesn't have a lot of time. I think she's a musician. Mm -hmm. So you got to do what you got to do. But at least having like something is better than nothing. Absolutely. And I think yes. of it too is if you work on what's holding you back, like those triggers or traumas, then it's only going to help you move forward. Because right. those things are holding you back, whether you realize it or not. So don't be afraid. I mean, I totally get being afraid, but dive into that. 
there's a reason for it. Exactly. So is there anything else that you think that we should, you know, talk about when it comes to just like the benefits of, you know, self-care and journaling, just, you know, anything on the topic? I just think this is something that if it's new to you, um, you know, start, like I said, you know, finding that notebook around the house, if there's a, like a, a notebook from your child or whatever, that's just not being used, you know, start there and just write about how you slept, write about your day, write about what you're looking forward to in the week and just kind of give it a shot, give it a fair chance. And you might yeah. find that it becomes part of your own routine or your own self-care. Um, and it's just, it should never be anything, you know, that you push, just let it be something you look forward to. I mean, even for me, I'm a huge journaler. I journal almost every single day, sometimes morning, sometimes night, just depends. But there's days where I'm like, oh, I'm looking forward to going downstairs, sitting on the couch, you know, having my coffee with a candle and doing my journal. But then I come downstairs and go in my office, start doing something else. Then all of a sudden I'm like, I don't want to journal anymore. And that's okay. I don't just move on. So just, um, you know, it just, it's had, there's so many benefits to journaling. And again, if you've invested into a, you know, a new 2024 calendar or a new planner this year, you know, you can make this your best year and you should be, and you deserve it. You deserve to have your, your best year ahead of you. So put in the investment by whether it's my journal or not, doesn't matter, but just working on yourself and prioritizing your own needs. Cause I think so often we focus on everybody else around us. We focus right. on our kids, our partners, our parents, like we're all constantly helping and showing up for everybody else. So make this about you. This is your outlet. This is for you, your healing and your interests and your passions. So just, um, you know, get a little selfish and prioritize yourself. Being selfish is not a bad thing. No, it's it's not, not a bad thing. I know like the word gets a mm -hmm. bad rep, but I still feel like it's important. And that's something that I feel like I've been really working on you know, in my sessions with my therapist is like prioritizing that because if anything, it's like, if you don't work on you, how are you going to be the best you for mm -hmm. others that you care about? Yeah. So I, adding in journaling. Yeah. And I think so often, like we're, if you think about it, like our output is constantly monitored by everybody in our world, you know, whether it's your boss, your employer, who's like looking at your productivity or your partner, how you're showing up for them or your kids, like you are constantly given to everybody else. So let there be something for you and, and don't feel guilty for it. Yeah. I think that's something that a lot of people need to remember too. You don't have to feel guilty about it. Taking that time for you is perfectly okay. Also, are there any other things that you do for self-care, like other than journaling, since we're just kind of on the subject of self-care in general? I kind of think of myself as an extroverted introvert. And um, <laughs> me too. <laughs> so I find that like when I'm by myself and it's in a quiet house, that recharges my batteries more than anything. So um, I heard somebody say that uh, they used to go for massages for self-care, but that their love language was not touch. So they would go for these massages, spend all this money, but not really feel like their cup was full. And they're doing all the self-care though. But why don't I feel better? Why am I not feeling whatever refreshed, re you know, rejuvenated? Well, it's because you're not doing what is actually good, good for you. So for me, as that introvert that I am, peace and quiet. Like I love, and it sounds silly, but like making sure that there's time where I am in my house by myself, maybe it's to journal, maybe it's to do whatever, but it makes me feel a lot better. And that is part of self-care because I need to just kind of quiet out the noise. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> uh, I have uncovered that about myself too. Mm. 
especially since like moving in with my boyfriend it's like you want to be able to dedicate all of your time to this person but there are just times where it's like after I'm done with work I don't want to leave my office right away I want to be able to just have time to take like half an hour to just gather you know scroll on my phone check what's going on kind of just be with myself and then I'll like emerge out and be like hey how was your day and then interact Mm -hmm. like you truly need that time alone so I love that a lot of people don't think about that as a way of self-care but if you're an introvert taking that time to recharge by yourself is so important don't feel like you have to be forced to kind of just communicate 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 all the time shut off time Mm -hmm. is good (laughs) it is now let me ask you same question to you so what do you like to do for self-care Mine is always cozy gaming. I'm a cozy gamer girl down. I love playing my Nintendo Switch. I love playing Sims. Escaping into my fantasy reality is perfect for me. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've been doing. But I've also been getting back into being a reading girly this year. I've done, read three books since 2023. Wow. I mean, 2024 started alone. <laughs> so your girl is on the way. <laughs> awesome that's impressive actually that's really good yes i was like wait i truly think that like you see on tiktok people are like oh my kindle helps me read faster and i have an ipad but it's like i never thought that was true but it really is like the way i'm speeding Mm. through these books because i have the tablet i don't know like what science it is yeah no yes Right. And I also love that, like, it tells you, like, the percentage, like, I'll get done reading and then I'm like, okay, let me take a break. And then, like, the percentage that I've gotten through the book increases and it's like, you're 42% done. And I'm like, look at me. That's really cool. Oh, I I didn't even know that. So you taught me something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So that's definitely for me. Reading and cozy gaming is really my self-care. And of course, in 2024, I really want to start getting back into journaling since we're on that Mm. topic. So this has really inspired me. Well, I love that, guys. I really, really want you to just like take this in, think about it, consider doing, you know, prioritizing your self-care and your mental wellness in 2024. And that moves us on to our next topic, which we have our segment, favorite thing of the week. I have a little jingle. Favorite thing of the week. Favorite thing of the week. So what is your favorite thing of this week? It could be anything. It could be a song. It could be an event you went to, a show, something you did, something you ate. What is your vibe? I actually got an unexpected text message. So it wasn't a thing. I was like a text, but uh, from a colleague who just appreciated something. We did a little, you know, project together this week. And I just got this really heartfelt text message this morning that I wasn't expecting because it's a Saturday. So we're off the clock. And it was just saying that they appreciated my help and that it was, you know, meaningful to them and that type of thing. And it was just so unexpected. So it just, it was so nice. And um, I so appreciated that. So that was a really, that was a highlight of my week. Wow, I love that. That is so sweet whenever you think about your colleagues, like when they think about you off the clock in that positive way, because sometimes they can get really negative quick. But when you have those like (laughs) gems where they're like, hey, I appreciate you and what you do in the workplace, like that makes a world of a difference. It does, because we're all doing so much stuff during the day, too, that it's just like you kind of they expect you to do that thing and you expect them to do their part and you just do what you got to do. So for them to take the time and say, hey, Thank you. It's like, oh, I didn't expect that. That was nice. Yeah. 
don't know. That probably felt made you feel a little cozy. You're like, wow, I was so shocked. thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, look at this. This is everything. I that love that. My favorite thing of the week this week. Ooh, I'm asking you and I haven't even thought about mine. Oh my gosh. Um, I would have to say it was um yesterday. I went to Five Below and I got a candle. I was really, really excited about that. <laughs> I love a candle moment. Yes. And it's like a cherry cola type of scent. So that is my favorite thing of the week this week is like being able to go to Five Below, checking out what they had and getting my cute little candle. Because at first I was like, should I get this? Like, I already have quite a few candles. I literally just bought one like three weeks ago. But then my sister's like, it's not silly if you want it. So go ahead and get it. And also, I would say, like, hanging out with my sister yesterday, that is definitely my favorite thing of the week. Because I don't think I mentioned on the podcast that I've been watching the season of RuPaul's Drag Race. It comes out every Friday. And me and my sister have been prioritizing time together. And that has just been super fun. So every Friday, she either comes over here or I'll go over to her house and meet my mom and my sister when my mom is off. Because she's off every other Friday. We watch it together. So yesterday we went to Five Below. I got my candle. We also went to Crumble Cookie and I got a cookie. Have you tried Crumble? No, but I've heard amazing things. So tell me what flavor you got. I got the peanut butter Reese's Pieces cookie. And they also have like this cinnamon cookie. But when we got it, it almost looked like it was type of like a cake type of texture. This cookie is different from any other cookie they've had on the menu so far. It truly feels kind of like a little streusel cake so Mm. i was like i didn't expect this to be so moist like it was a moment i still haven't finished it yet i was waiting to save it as my treat for today but i was like oh my gosh i was looking forward to that all week so that's definitely my favorite thing five below crumble then we went back to my sister's house me her and my mom we watched drag race we were super pissed about this week because one of my favorite queens mirage got sent home i don't really think that was called for I hate when you're watching a reality show and then your fave goes home. And I just feel like mm-hmm. it was too soon. It was too soon for her. Truly, I think someone else should have went home because we needed more time with her. But mm. it is what it is. I just have to remind myself that like once a queen gets sent home, like RuPaul said, it's not the end. They'll grow past the show. So we'll just have to keep an eye out for what Mirage does. So all my RuPaul Drag Race girls, if you know, you know. Well, that's our favorite thing of the week. I guess we'll just wrap this up now. Sad to see you go, but I'm really appreciating you coming on and just having a quick conversation about prioritizing self-care, journaling, getting those thoughts out, being reflective about it, and just embracing that in 2024. I really want you guys to be able to focus on choosing you because I'm doing the same. Yes, Krista. And thank you so much. And thank you to your audience. I mean, guys, make yourself a priority this year. You deserve it. You deserve to live your best life. So thank you so much for having me. Yes. So make sure you guys, if you're watching on YouTube, I always say like this video, give me a comment to let me know what are you going to do in 2024 to prioritize your self-care? Are you going to get into journaling and make sure you subscribe? I'm now on my road to my first 200 subscribers, which is crazy. And of course, make sure you go over to Lexi's channel because you also post your podcast on YouTube as well. Give her 
girl like comment on her recent episode subscribe and if you can do us both a favor on spotify make sure you follow our page on spotify rate us five stars on both of our podcasts and on apple Podcasts. rate us that five stars leave us a review to let us know what you think about our show and with that i will see you guys next week bye bye Bye.